Oh, I gotta remember to use our new tagline. Okay. What's our new tagline? A Mobius strip of garbage. listening to Boku no Stop, a Mobius strip of garbage. I am your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is... Matt Marcus. Letcher. I'm different. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. man, starting the garbage strong. Uh, today we will be discussing episodes 9 and 10 <laughs> of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, last time we talked about episodes 7 and 8, in which we learned about competing agencies' AVA programs and met Asuka. So with that out of the way, let's get into today's episode, starting with episode 9, Moment and Heart Together. Oh, come on, you're, you're using the underwhelming title. Everyone will know this one if you tell them. It's both well, of that, you, Dance Like You Want to That's the title of the, after the, the break. Like, they have two titles. There's the... There's the pre-commercial break and the post-commercial break i'm just saying yep. if you say this is the episode moment and heart together literally no one will know what you are talking about i wouldn't know what i was talking about you have notes uh-huh <laughs> like a fucking professional <laughs> most people listening to a podcast or watching a show don't have notes this is the one where they do ddr and then punch a dude in the chest they kick him technically well they punch him they do a times. rider kick that's yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. At school, we discover that Ida and Toji have discovered a new way to pay for whatever the hell it is those teen hoodlums do. They are selling creep shots of Asuka to people. Yep. And it's not just like, oh, shots of her, you know, at school, whatever. Like some of the shots of there's that one shot of all the girls uh, in mid undress or redressing. I don't know how or why that happened. I was rewatching this very... this morning, and my wife came in the room while that was on the screen and just said, You disgust me, and left. That is what mine says every time I boot up a new Neptunia game. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So apparently, I, I only know this from other podcasts that talk about anime and shit, but like the taking pictures and selling pictures of another classmate is apparently a real thing in Japan. Right, like I'm. This isn't like out of nowhere. Have they it's heard of Facebook? Creepy. You can just go to their Facebook and jerk off to whatever you want. Well, Dude, now that's a thing. So Asuka rolls up to rolls up. She's a dick to Shinji, and she introduces herself to Ray and wants to be friends. And Ray just goes, "Only if I'm ordered to." <laughs> so mm-hmm. on this one, I did actually put on the old ADV dub from the platinum versions with the subtitle track. And I started to notice they really, really shifted a couple of meanings. Uh, I actually like the dub characterization a little more because at this point, uh, Asuka is going, well, that's weird in the subs. And meanwhile, Tiffany, what's her name? Tiffany Grant is just going like, God, freak show. Well, here's the thing. I can't stand the dub. Because the volume is out of control off. Like, it's not volume level. Like, it's part of the show. Really? I don't... It's too loud. It's way too loud. Especially in, like, quiet nerve scenes. So that might just be your rips, because I'm doing this off the Platinum Collection. Since oh, yeah. yeah we discovered one, my uh... wife has the DVDs. For the record, the torrent we're using does have the director's cut shit. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> so in the next scene uh rizuko is going over data from the last fight and uh kaiji kaji decides to be a real creeper and just sneaks up behind her and like hugs her and like starts hitting on her He's you've like, lost oh, some weight lost weight my or, wife and, also saw that yeah and then she decided no, I mean, like she, i'm just gonna go to work early <laughs> Right, and you you find out soon after, you're like, wait, isn't he in, like, 
isn't the whole point that he's into Masato? And then there's a cut to, oh, Masato's been watching this the whole time and he knows it. And she gets pissed off and storms off. And it's, it's, I am very confused as to, well, for one thing, why does everybody put up with this creeper? And second of all, uh, like, I guess it's a, it's not a love triangle, is it? It was. It, it was. was once. Mm-hmm. But, like, Ritsuko just kind of doesn't really care. Like, she's just rolling with it and, like, not really, like, getting all bent out of shape or, like, oh, hey, you're back. That's nice. Well, what's it's not in the notes went. is he says, you know, you've lost weight. It must be pining for another man. And she says, yeah, sorry, I'm off the market. Oh, did I miss that? She doesn't say I'm off the market, but she does say, uh... She basically says, I'm not into you, Mm -hmm. but, like, she kind of confirms what he's saying is right. Let me see if I can find the language again. And he does, like, a chin stroke, too. Like, it's it's extra creepy. Mm -hmm. The 90s were cool. Oh, I hate... Oh, here's it. Like uh, a woman with a, he says some line like a woman with a uh, mole in the path of her, her tears uh, is sure to cry a lot or something like that. Yep. Ooh, yeah. There's a lot of foreshadowing in this scene, but it's also just kind of weird banter. No, yeah. In, in, the, in the text here that I'm seeing, the subtitles, it's saying, oh, if you're trying to hit on me, that ain't going to work because she's watching us. Uh, the highlighted remark is, Misato bursts into the room, goes, you delivered the robot, get out of here. And he goes, no, no, I'm on loan from my agency. You're stuck with me for a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that point, every screen in the building lights up with emergency because there's an angel detected off the coast. In English. Of course. No Japanese text, all English. Right. Uh... So we we get some good out, outside shit, like a bunch of trucks doing stuff. Uh, this is where I get to see the truck that is SDHLL, which is just, it's DHL, but don't sue us. Of course. <laughs> uh, so due to the battle with the, uh, what is the name of this fucking thing? I forget the last angel's name offhand. That would be the fifth angel, Ramiel. Thank you. Due to the battle with the diamond, uh, <clears throat> Nerve is still kind of wrecked and only at like 26% combat effectiveness. So That's the not plan Nerve, is to... that is the entire city's defense grid. Okay, well, whatever. It's not like it's ever any good. Yeah, but oh, that's you know, still if it's the defense thing to rely on. If it's the defense grid, that's like uh, elevators up, gun platforms, cable docks, and shit like that. Yeah, it's the fact that they have... Only so much clear road, etc. Yeah. I interpreted that as a, like, UN intercept net, and I'm like, what is the point of that? Mm-hmm. That yeah. makes much yeah, more there's sense. A, yeah, there's a funny bit here where it's, like, one of those, like, animation cheats where they're doing, like, video talk, and Shinji reacts to Asuka as if he were, like, physically in the, sp- the same space, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, they're you know both... They're both there because Nerva is going to sortie both and uh, uh, right. 2v1 the thing since they are uh, underpowered right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you want to 2v1 them anyway just so that you kill the thing? You know, insurance? I'm really glad I waited to make the porn joke until you followed up so you killed the thing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so I did not... I walked right into that, didn't I? Well, uh, I that went right over my head because I'm like watching the seed right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Asuka's myth that she has to share the spotlight in her uh, first battle in Japan, and Shinji just says, "That's how it is. Get fucked." And Asuka tells him to stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. So Asuka decides to charge directly in and tells Shinji to be back up. This seems to be a horrible idea until she leaps in and slices the angel in half instantly. Shinji's response is just, whoa, damn. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, both halves then turn into their own angel. And this is a great bit. We immediately smash cut to the debriefing, sort of like in the second episode, except this time it's not 
you went berserker and solved everything. It's congratulations. Both of your Avas just got clowned on so hard by these things. We see shots of an upside-down Unit 01 in the harbor being floated out with a giant life preserver, and Unit 02 is just underground in farmland. Yep, it's, it's very comical. It's very good, except uh, Vice Director Fuyutsuki, the old guy with the white hair, is chewing them out and going, Oh my god, all of you. The UN had to drop a nuke on these things to slow them down. Yeah, we'll have to redraw the map again. You all screwed up so bad, we are the laughing stock of everything. And your job is not to pilot, your job is not to like each other, your job is to defeat the angels when you are in these robots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and you see Asuka and uh, um, Shinji are uh, beefing over this and blaming each other for it. Yeah, they get into a fight in the debriefing room. I, I like that they just continue to play the debriefing over them. Yes. Yeah, all the adults in the room are actually paying attention. Uh, I like, did we do the uh, Ritsuko comment? Uh, this is pathetic when they see these feet sticking out of the ground. No, we did not. Yeah, they specifically say, we have a comment from the program director. This is pathetic. And then the debriefing yes. continues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, similarly, I love that we then cut to Misato, who has a wall of paperwork on her desk. And this conversation with Ritsuka owns, because this is the gist of it back and forth. Oh, God, all of this. More of it. Surveys, bills from the government. Hey, I bet you can't guess what's in this. Uh, we're very disappointed in you. We would like you to pay us. And also, what the hell is wrong with you? That's a pretty good summary. You realize you'd be mm-hmm. fired if Gendo was here, right? Yes, so you, my best friend, absolutely have a solution to help me, right? Yes, you can keep your job with this plan. Oh, that's great. It's from Kaji. Oh, my God. And it's just this yeah. for my love on it. Yeah. And a little heart. Yeah, that's very good. So let's just take a moment while we have this break time. What is your read on Kaji after these two episodes, Matt? My read? Yeah. I mean, clearly he's tapped into whatever super secret extra government thing is going on. Like, he, he definitely seems like on Gendo levels, operating on Gendo levels. Mm-hmm. But... Did you catch the he's other also, thing? He's uh, also... What was the other thing? So <laughs> I don't in, think so. In the next episode, he's in one of those things that people go outside do that you ride up the mountain. Cable car. Right. There you go. Cable car. Nailed it. Uh, gondola. Nailed it. He's in one of those uh-huh. with what looks like some random lady telling them about nerve shit. Mm-hmm. So he's also hooked into something else. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I... I probably didn't catch that first time through. And, I mean, I just... I'm more focused on him as a... Like, how he interacts with the other characters. Yeah, that was what I was it. asking. Oh, yeah, no, I think he's, a like, a major creeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously super confident and super comfortable um, making women uncomfortable. <laughs> or at least trying to, in the case of Ritsuko earlier. Uh, yeah, not not a huge fan of this guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just wondered what your take on it, because we, we have stuff colored by knowing where his art goes, so. Yeah, so I, I'll... I mean, right now, there just isn't that much to grasp onto other than he hits on anything that's a woman of a certain age. Good. Okay, you did catch the distinction there. Cool. We'll we'll get to that. Clearly, because, yeah, because, like, the first thing you notice is that when you first meet Asuka, Asuka is thirsty for Kaji, and Kaji doesn't even pay attention to her. Yeah. He does, but in that fatherly way. It's like, oh, you're, oh, you're just a little kid. It's that's fine. true. He's he's very supportive of her. There is no lust whatsoever. Thank God. Yeah. Oh man. But that affects her a lot. Oh sure, because she she's constantly she's thirsty, but also thirsty for attention. Well, approval and 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 validation. Yeah. It's not even that. It's that she wants to be more of an adult than she is. Right. 
Which is a very teenager thing. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, also, just we wait, teen. my dude. I had a job the day I turned 16. Oh, yeah. You're in for a fun one. Trust me on that. No, oh, that's fine. Mm. Boarding school exists. Okay. <laughs> uh, see you when you're see you when you're twenty. Yeah, if you could pay for it. W- you know how expensive boarding school is? I would work two jobs to not deal with that. They have discount boarding schools. Uh, fair. You're just Those likely to like hostels. Lose. I was gonna <laughs> say you're just you likely like to charters. lose your kid, but <laughs> Look, Chris, you live in a blue state. Charter schools just aren't really there yet, you know? Your charter vouchers. Just oh. you wait. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, moving on. Moving on, more like moving <laughs> in. <laughs> because guess what? Shinji arrives at home and Asuka is there. The The entire house is a labyrinth of boxes stacked halfway to the ceiling, including the room that Shinji's been sleeping in which just has this box fortress. I don't know where these boxes go because they're gone shortly after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me tell you, having recently moved and I'm still unpacking boxes like six months later, yeah, those boxes don't just disappear. That's not recent. Even when you... <laughs> That's relatively... You see, like, the past adult. year is recent. Yeah. Also, I'm about to move, so please tell me how I'm bad at this. Throw away all your stuff. Oh. Uh, that's what I'm working on. Shinji gets home, and all Asuka's boxes and shit are there. Uh, unlike Matt, she unpacks them very quickly. Uh, uh-huh. Misato comes back and starts the briefing. Uh, they have determined the angel's one weakness is a simultaneous attack on both its cores while it's separated. They will need to perfectly coordinate their attack, so Misato is going to have them live together. Uh, in order to work in unison, they must both memorize the attacks uh, that sync up to the music Misato provides. Yeah, so, I mean, this is continuing the theme of let's put this uh, awkward teenager into, like, sexual frustration town all day long, all the time. Right? Rent is so cheap here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually love this next scene. This is a really good comedy beat. Toji and Ida are showing up to check on Shinji because he hasn't been to school in three days. They come out of the elevator at the apartment building and the class rep, whose name I forget, comes out of the elevator next to them and is like, oh, what are you doing here? I'm here to check on Shinji. What are you doing here? I'm here to check on Asuka. And they keep walking as this conversation happens and they all get to the same door and go, why'd you stop here? Mm Mm-hmm. They, they press, press the, the doorbell, doorbell in unison. <laughs> and hey, nice sync. Um uh-huh. and the two of them open the door, dressed in the same outfit, heads above each other, speaking in unison. And all three students just panic. My favorite one is fucking class rep just automatically assumes they're doing kinky shit. Yes, yes, you're <laughs> living in sin, she screams. <laughs> <laughs> how could you do this you perverts and like we're not we're sort of under <laughs> underselling what they're wearing they're wearing like uh what would you call that flash dance outfits flashed i would say if you've ever seen an a final fantasy bard it's a ribbon top well it's it's a it's a off the shoulder like cut off top over a singlet right yeah like and they, singlet. they both have some midriff showing under this because it's not very big yeah, no. And it's got musical notes all over it. Yeah, no, it's it very much feels like a riff on, like, 80s jazzercise. Also, they're assholes. They don't even take their headphones off to talk. Yeah. I don't, I don't think either. they need to, given the faces that they're getting. And the best part is, at this point, Misato shows up with groceries, and every I think it's Toji. I think it's Toji looks over at her and goes, please explain this. <laughs> Yeah, and then instantly we cut inside, and they're like, "Oh, why didn't you two just say so? Why couldn't you tell us you're playing weird DDR?" Yeah, it's not even weird DDR. It's like weird it's DDR like Twister. Twister. Yeah, yeah, it's weird DDR Twister. Oh, so boy. I could do a whole digression on this, but basically, is Twister is just a- for fucking? Kinda. Seems like it's only for fuck parties. 
it's it's foreplay for uh for preteen it it is basically <laughs> I, I like in the middle of that sentence i realized what i was saying <laughs> what is boku no stop it's foreplay for preteens they're doing this weird uh foreplay for preteens and they are doing horribly and uh asuka blames shinji saying i couldn't possibly lower myself to his level and Misato asks if she gives up, to which Asuka does the uh, the thing Shinji did, where, uh, you don't have anyone else, do you? You know, I'm so fucking important. And then Misato pairs Rei with Shinji, and they fucking crush it. Uh, Asuka is yeah. very upset, uh, realizing that she is the problem, and storms out. And then class rep says, you made a girl cry, go after her, Ikari. Yeah, like, what? that seems to be exactly not the problem. It is not, but class rep has a very biased opinion on a lot of these decisions, as you will see any time she interacts with Toji or Ida. Well, she calls so, them the so fucking Three he... Stooges. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, again, like, this show exists to shit on uh, Shinji, so that's exactly what's happening here. Does <laughs> it, he deserves though? it? This like, time now. This is, this is a legit question. Watch how much Shinji gets crapped on compared to how much other people get crapped on as we go on. Oh, I, 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 you've hinted that Asuka's gonna like get dragged real hard. Well, they're doing it right now. So, I'm just saying, that's what I'm trying to point out. Yeah. That's what these no, last like, two episodes have been about. When Shinji gets upset, true. people fucking mollycoddle his feelings. Mm hmm. Like, even the show treats him uh special right like he gets two bit. episodes about his emotional like spat with misato where he's running away hmm. you might also point out though that shinji generally catches crap for things he might not have done asuka catches crap for her performance for her attitude yeah like for who right. she is yeah got it in fact, I think there's only one bit in the next episode that really undoes that trend. Does this... Did Asuka's character archetype exist before now? It has to have. Sort of. So, short version would be that you had the brash female antagonist slash rival like i would say rival character would be a good word for her you had i'm specifically talking about the sundari thing that's what i'm trying to think of you well kind of just i think she ramps it to 11 in a way nothing ever really did before because like right, off the top thought, of I, off well, the top I, of I my head of i would the, say uh... ranma um Oh my god, I'm blanking on the female lead's name. But is that Akane. just one character, or has it become a trope then? Because this character today, and her arc, reads as a complete, like, piece-by-piece piece teardown of that. Well, this there's also the thing where this show is a deconstruction of the genre. Right, and that's why I'm asking if that was specifically already a trope. I'm going to say yes. I think it has to be, yeah. But I mean, I think I would have the... to time like I think this is the first time it really ramped up and was so in your face instead of just being this is a prickly person. This is the first show that went, why are they so prickly? What's going on in that head? Yeah, the the thing that I'm not so sure about yet is like I thought part of the Tsundere thing is that they care, but they just cover it up with being, you know, angry or like they don't want to show vulnerability whereas in this case like i don't know if she how much she cares about shinji because right isn't that usually the, the so, dynamic that just means they grow to like someone it doesn't have to be shinji true think about what character she's known the longest and how she it's, feels about them yeah it's kaji yeah right yeah so if you take that, that's absolutely the dude she wants to be herself around. She's trying mm -hmm. to be honest with. But he's going, I'm your dad's age at all times, mm -hmm. and she doesn't want to hear that. Right. 
But she also wants to be. She gets yeah. continually rejected by the only other possible candidate. Yeah, this episode, you notice, Ray tells her, I don't care about you. All the people in school are very interested in her, but she doesn't want to be there around them because that would be getting on their level. Right. Shinji is her competition, but she doesn't want to say that because of the fact that that means she would be admitting someone is her superior, and she hates that. Right. I mean, she has a yeah, she clearly has a superiority complex with with Shinji, but also that that filters down into like rejecting all those love letters that she's getting at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. yeah. So at least currently, Asuka is very much trying to make relationships with the people who she has an interest in seeing as equals or her betters, and they don't care because they have things to do. Mm hmm. So, just just keep that in mind. Anyhow, there's a whole lot of practicing. These two finally get it. And the night before the attack, Misato has to work. So, Asuka and Shinji are alone in the house. But she's also take... just out drinking. Okay, she tells the kids that they are <laughs> that she's at work. How's that? Asuka specifically says that, and then immediately shuts herself in another room to sleep. She wakes up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, and goes to bed right next to Shinji, where her bed was prior. He is still awake for all this, nearly leans in to kiss her, because she, she seems to be getting closer to someone, and that's when he notices she's crying and muttering the word mama in her sleep, and he backs right off. A little bitter, actually. You're the baby, he mutters. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, uh... I mean, glad he backed off, but... Ugh. And this entire scene, too, like, the setup to this scene, she's, like, coming out of the shower, and she's wearing, like, you know, this really loose top, and you can see lots of cleavage. Like, it's it's building towards this scene where he's going to try to kiss her. Okay, so I'm of two minds on this scene. I want to break this down and talk this over. If mm -hmm. if you are a teen who has been shoved into this situation, you do not have a lot of socialization time with other kids because they're constantly going from the school to nerve or not even going to school. How do we expect Shinji to get comfortable around girls his own age. Sure. I I basically feel like thinking on this, this scene is not as disgusting as some people would take it. It's not exactly good behavior on his part, but I kind of see it as him trying to get the experience he knows he lacks, and he does clearly back off. Well, he's also, he's misreading her getting, like, coming close to him when she goes back to the bed as potential interest. Yeah. Like, I think that's, I mean, it's hard to tell whether or not she's sleepwalking or whether or not she just did it out of habit, you know, or, like, how much intentionality was it that she ended up in that spot? Yeah. Um, which, again, but then again, you know, questionable consent. That's, that's an issue. <laughs> You know, I, I guess what I'm basically saying is I wouldn't sell this as the creepiest possible thing. Oh, no, clearly no. Like, it could have been much worse, but it's just like, oh, no, dude. Well, on. you have Here's... to learn that at some point, and he does True. and does the right thing. Yes. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is in the context of this series... This moment carries a lot of psychological baggage and whatever. In the context of, say, a slice-of-life comedy, this exact same action would be played as more of a gag, and we would just go, oh, wacky teens. But the thing is, it is played as a gag later in this episode. It is, but it's one of those it, things that's just... Yeah. I feel you, you need to remember sometimes, because the show doesn't always harp on until it's breaking them down. These are still kids growing up who have to figure things out in a world where there's like 
20 of them in the whole city. Right. You know, I, I got to say, this scene is way more successful than the Ray scene where she comes out of the shower and he ends up on top of her. Yeah. That one, even though it's completely accident, there's no intentionality in his actions. It's I think it's a way better seed. Well, they're also going for right? different things, right? Like, oh, sure. That's the first time like Shinji sexuality has come into it at all. And it, that situation was forced on him by chance. And this time mm-hmm. is him trying to approach it himself. I guess that's a, it is progress in, in that particular fashion. Mm-hmm. We should also point out, uh, through these two episodes, we're kind of glossing over it with these notes, but Asuka is constantly referring to him as everything shy of basically saying a beta. Uh, mm-hmm. Housebroken male, you're a man, you should have more spine. Uh, it's it's a constant thing, so... Yeah, dur- during the training montage, she she kicks him real hard when he yeah. falls over. Oh yeah, he he trips and she goes for him right in the ribs. Ouch! Take that, soy boy. Yeah, that's that's kind of what uh, my point was. Yeah, she's just shy of that and would probably use that in a more modern dub if this took place in the current day. <laughs> Her little berets just say "mega" on them. <laughs> uh. Well, oh uh, god, you just made I mean, me realize something uh, very terrible that I have to share with you now. Okay. I guarantee Have you ever shared something not terrible with me? Yeah, I absolutely shared uh that BattleNet story. Okay. Fair. That's I the bar. I guarantee <laughs> I guarantee someone has made a nerve logo with maga on it. Oh, probably. Yeah. That's probably yeah, merch would, out there. I'm not searching. I would believe it. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to search it because I'll have to put it in the notes. Oh, and if you can't find it, you got to make it. No, That's I will not works. inflict. That. No, I'll I'll go buy the weed shirt again. Speaking of questionable consent, speaking of let's cut- love. <laughs> I do actually remember old AMV hell edits that would put corn into a lot of these scenes. No, this is this is corn as in I'm the cub. I know. <laughs> I'm talking about. The oh same thing. no! Yeah, <coughs> that was worth it for that response. Anyway, this show is uh, mostly outtakes. Yeah, what this is, is going to be a fun one to edit. I, I I just I just googled it and I'm like I'm very confused and concerned. What? Yeah. The. This this corn love thing. It's the best PS4 theme. Is someone literally like buttering it in real time, like it's a video? Yeah, it's a live background. Yeah. Oh Jesus, dude! Just click, the... just click on this video really quick. Just type oh, it. We use the PS2 did. theme at my place. <laughs> and of course, they put like smooth jazz on top of it. Fletcher, load up this video yeah. really quick. Just right. check out this music. Where is it at? I will like it in the Slack. Okay. That's surprisingly sensual. Oh, I think we've actually scrolled past this one. This is the best theme. Uh, oh, man. Matt, Matt talking about shared media and then the conversation also being about 69 made me think about that time my wife wanted to like be intimate, but this music was playing. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I can't make out the chord love right now. <laughs> That's the I'm about not, to play Spider Man music. <laughs> I am not going to share my story in that vein, but we've had stories in that vein. Okay, no, I definitely hooked up to the Hurt Locker menu music. <laughs> oh, the worst. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So, so you're saying it's the Squirt Locker music? Wow! Wow! I didn't make that up. <laughs> We're gonna save this. Speaking of the squirt locker, Kaji and Masato are in the elevator, and this scene <laughs> is awkward. This is what the scene with Shinji was to some people, because oof. No, it's bad. Uh, Especially when she's like, I said no, but he said, like, your lips didn't say no. And I'm like, that's. These lips don't lie. No. no. Yeah, they. 
this is very weird because Misato clearly still has feelings for this guy and mm-hmm. he knows it. And but he's exploiting it. It's not she's... even that he's exploiting it. He's just going about it how they went about it last time. Right? Like that relationship explicitly changes later. Yeah. But Misato is very like Misato was clearly into that but is trying to stay professional. And the fact that he gets that one off is why she hucks all of her papers at the elevator angrily as he goes on to another floor. Because she's clearly going like, God damn it, he's got me. Right. Uh, and he knows saw- it. That's the thing. is he, he, he He's a smug bastard who knows that he's got her on the hook still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ritsuko instantly told him, no thanks, fuck off. And Misato reciprocated. Sort of. A little bit. Okay, but there's a lot with the positioning that indicates was very not into it when it started. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he very clearly did that from behind. Like, he's holding her and she's... Both arms. arm... Her arm is in such a way that she's clearly trying to push him off and stops, but... Oh, God, it looks very uncomfortable. I'll take a screenshot. Looks yeah, like you'd a, really that's stretch a, that's out a your twisted back, spot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna need a chiropractor after that. No, I'm doing it right now. Like, my shoulder muscles are feeling very, uh, activated. Mm-hmm. Uh, well... I cut some Asado and Ritz go to our, uh, just drinking. You know, like you do when you're working overnight. Uh, and they start talking about her and Kaji. Ritsuko tells Misato she might still be in love, and Misato seems not happy about that. And and it's notable that uh, Misato is drinking coffee and not beer, and uh, Ritsuko comments on that. She's like, "You're not. You're, you're surprisingly sober." Yes. <laughs> and she said, Was is it a man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Misato actually panics a bit when she says that. Don't be an idiot. But. You know, bingo in one. Uh-huh. And this is where we go from to cut to the next morning. Welcome There's to the attack. There's not much to say here other than it's incredible. Yeah, this is probably one of the sequences everyone thinks of when they're thinking of Evangeline. Like I said... Yo, it's this, this... in the 1v9. Yeah. So... A timer actually starts as they launch the Avas. They play the music track over the speakers to both of the pilots. And in the next 62 seconds, the two of them proceed to do a joint assault on the Angel. Let me just sum this up in brief. Um, launch into splitting up to strafe it through the buildings with machine gun fire to get it to split at which point they both do a leap onto the two duplicates. They then recombine when they're damaged enough. So the pair of them do what I can only describe, and I guarantee this is intentional given Hideaki Anno's direction, uh, a rider kick from Kamen Rider with the two of them combining feet directly onto the core of the enemy, and they slam it back so hard that as the track ends it begins exploding in a hillside underneath their assault. It's all fluid. It's all gorgeous. It's where so much animation budget went, and it is a fantastic sequence. Yeah, it's it's definitely like extremely well animated. I found it a little... It's a, it looks a little goofy considering how, you know, thinking about Shinji's... Um, Shinji's performance in the Ava before, like having seen them do like synchronous backflips and stuff, like it's like, well, that's a level higher of aptitude than I'm used to seeing. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's a very cool seed. It, it's fantastic. Yeah. And and of course, what happens at the end is that the two Avas end up piled on top of each other, and Shinji gets out answers of a, a video phone. It's it's just like a regular a phone, phone, but they, they start animating Asuka in theory over it. Well, no, it's not just in theory. Like, he's reacting to 
he's reacting directly to this this hologram of her. And then there's a shot where you see the hologram and you see her still in the Ava acting the same thing. I took that more as artistic license than he can actually see it. Oh, OK. Well, I took it I, the other way. But either way, it's like they're still there's the point is they're still bickering because the finish wasn't as clean as they would like. But right? they're bickering over the comms channel. So uh-huh. back in the headquarters, Fuyutsuki just goes, oh, God, they're embarrassing us again. And for what it's worth, uh, she sticks her foot in it and really escalates it when she makes a comment about, oh, trying to kiss me in my sleep. And he goes, you were awake for that? And she goes, you actually did that? I was joking. Why would you joke about that? So random. That doesn't make sense. And it really escalates when he's like, oh, sure, mama, mama in your sleep. And it's like, oh, my God. I mean, she literally the, the hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm rewatching this. The hologram phone thing literally smacks him on the head. I still take that as artistic license. It never happens again anywhere else. Oh, I'm sure it doesn't. <laughs> but like, it's literally like he literally gets smacked by a hologram. Mm. And it, anyway. Uh, so that's the end of that episode. And uh, don't we get is at this point don't we get a new um a new version of the ending theme? Or There's like a new version last, every episode now. <sighs> okay, and that leads us into episode ten, Magma Diver. Uh, the episode opens up. Asuka and Kaji are shopping. Uh, Asuka's getting a two-piece swimsuit. They discuss the school trip to Okinawa, and Kaji didn't get a school trip because of Second Impact. Everyone is sad. Oh, uh, you're underselling that gag. It's great. What? So Fucking, then oversell it, please. Yeah. So this is after the two of them are sitting down because Kaji is completely no-selling her attempts to go, oh, how do I look at this swimsuit and shop around? And they're sitting at a little cafe somewhere drinking coffee and she goes so what uh what was your school trip like he goes oh we didn't get one what that's terrible what happened uh just a little thing called the second impact hard cut to the title mm-hmm. it, it feels like it should be one of those uh always sunny memes where it's just like no, it's to the ba, black title. Ba, da, ba, da, ba, the gang starts second impact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to the dinner table where Misato just says, you can't go on the school trip. You're on standby combat duty. And then Asuka goes, who decided? She goes, me, the combat operations planning manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Misato just says, Maybe you should study, or do you think I don't know about these? And she holds up some flopping, floppy disk and just says, all your test scores are piped directly to me. And then we get this incredible oh, yeah. scene of the plane flying away with just all right. of their classmates saying, bye, we'll have a great time without you. <laughs> well, specifically, class rep goes, I'll get you something nice, Asuka. Toji and Ida are just like, see you, sucker, and... I'll have fun for the both of you, respectively. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a cute little save, saving on animation shot. Yeah. Yep. I also I also <laughs> just love the they really play up the I'm I'm the surveillance state for how you're doing in school. Like all yeah. of Nerve's surveillance apparatus pointed at like your test scores. Well, here's the other thing you have to realize. This is sober Ritsuka, or Misato. This is sober Misato being a parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, the three of them are deciding to have their own beach trip in the Nerve Underground Pool, where Rei is just swimming laps, Shinji is studying, and Asuka shows up in a two-piece and shoves her tits in his face because of the fact that, damn it, she bought this swimsuit. She's going to use it somewhere. Do they really mm-hmm. make swimsuits with zippers in between your boobs? Yes. Why? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, well, well, get it on and off more easily. Anyway. Uh, so here's, here's an interesting bit here. They point out that 
Asuka is actually incredibly bright, has gotten college down. Uh, she solves a physics equation Shinji's having trouble with uh, in about 10 seconds. And he's just like, how are you bombing if you can do that? And he goes, well, I don't speak Japanese, and this is a Japanese school. Mm-hmm. It's not even that she doesn't speak well, it, she can't read it. That's yeah. true, yeah. it's Yeah, she specifically says the characters screw her up. She can speak it okay. Yeah, well, she has to be able to speak it, right? Because we're to assume the language is Japanese, because when she speaks in German, it is German. Yeah, I misspoke. That You're right, she does say it is specifically the character set. Uh, there's one thing I noticed in the subtitles. She refers to them as Chinese characters in the dub. They got it correct. Well, I mean, isn't uh, um, kanji based off of the, the Chinese characters? What's that mean? Every time yeah, they but invade? I... <laughs> yeah, but I really don't think that was intentionally what she was referencing. Okay. I wasn't sure, because I, I, I have only slim knowledge of how Japanese is structured, but I know that's a thing where, like, some people say, oh, I can read the katakana fine, but uh, the kanji is the one I can't read. That, that's the thing I've heard before. Fletcher, do you know that meme, by it. the way? Which one it's, uh, are they talking Every time the Japanese invade China, they steal a few more characters. I do know that. That's what <laughs> I thought you were referencing, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't really work, considering how long ago it was when those characters actually moved over. But it's a good joke. There's a bunch uh, of weird stuff with the Japanese, like in Unicode. There's a bunch of characters that in Japanese that like yes, don't exist. ghost characters. Yeah, uh, if you, I now have to add that. So future Fletcher, feel free to put that in the notes. But yeah, that's literally a thing. Is there are just ghost characters that have entered the language that nobody knows what they do or where they came from in the technology age. Here's here's my hot startup idea. Sell incredibly expensive Ouija boards that just are Unicode Ouija boards. They'd be so big. My God. <laughs> I think you just designed my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this board just... is only UTF-8. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Oh, uh, I to get back to the uh, the show, one thing that we, we kind of speaking of Unicode, that, uh, she talks well, about say, thermal expansion with her boobs. Right, yeah. she's like, "Oh, it's a problem with thermal expansion," and she's like, "Well, maybe if I made my boobs warm, they get bigger." And he's like, "I don't know anything about that." And she's like, "What a boring guy!" And yeah, then he goes and starts absolutely at Ray. trying to look over away from it. And at this point, he does look at Ray's ass. Yeah, and she's then blushes over. Again. Yes. I mean, this is again one of those like she's she's got to shove shove herself into somebody to gawk at her, and Shinji just happens to be the one there. Yep. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so, thermal expansion is a running theme of this episode because we're in the Evangelion Hot Springs episode. Yep. I'm not as down on this as Chris is. Nothing happens but, and it's boring. But I will also say this is probably flat out the worst episode of the series. This is, a, this is as bad as it gets. I would say so. I would say so. Huh. Because, like, it's fine. Yeah, it's not as dire as some people make it out to be. So the rest, the rest of the series is... N- not that far behind the last episode. Right. Like, that's definitely, th- definitely the high watermark, probably, for the original series. But, I mean, in terms of just, like, animation like, and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it, in terms of just, like, the quality of everything that happens, the episode structure, the writing, that's the other thing I really dislike about this, right, is, like... Even when it tries to be funny, the trying to be funny is not particularly clever or thought out. It's just, hey, check it out, he got a boner. Yep. But, like, this is far below everything that comes next. Okay. Uh, Alright. I'm gonna steal a line from a buddy of mine who said, I watched that show in 97. I recall three phases of Evangelion. We're fighting aliens. Sometimes it's wacky and weird. Everyone's depressed as fuck. We ran out of money to make this show. We're going into part two right now. 
gosh. Honestly, yeah. the the we ran out of money part is my favorite part. Oh yeah. That's the best part of the show. It's like, wild. Constraints add a lot. <laughs> uh so speaking of boring things happening, uh Nerve is just analyzing a volcano, and then they say, Oh, we should check it out. Uh they send some some weird surveillance device into it, uh, manage to analyze the thing in the volcano and determine that it is an angel. And then the like, it's like a like a crawling down like a like a can't talk right now, a metal rope. Right. They send a probe into the lava much below where it is supposed to go, at which point uh, Ritsuko says, look, we'll pay for this. Shut up and go another 200 feet. Before it collapses under the pressure of around 2,000 feet of magma, they get a confirmation that it is indeed blood-type blue and angel. And Ritsuko instantly says, All right, all you scientists in this room, all outside access has been cut off. Nerve owns you now. The last six hours are classified top secret. Speak of this to anyone, and we will shoot you in the head. Love it. Yeah, they're very cool about it. The scene transition is actually great because all the monitors and then suddenly the screen itself turn into the top secret logo and it cuts away. Yeah. She's definitely a cop. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) she's she's like a super cop. She is the Jackie Chan of Tokyo 3. Like, he's worn that outfit. Okay. The only Jackie Chan movie I can think about is The Tuxedo. Okay, I want you to imagine The Tuxedo, <laughs> except he's in Ritsuko's outfit. Okay. Yeah. Got See? it. I mean... Nailed it. So they decided they're going to go on the offensive for the first time and attack the angel in the volcano and try to capture it. Uh, Ritsuko says it's still in a chrysalis. Asuka will dive into the volcano and try to recover it. Uh... I don't remember why it has to be Asuka. Because they can't send in the type, the unit zero, the prototype isn't set up to work with the high temperature gear. Uh-huh. And But why not one go, is the question. They go with Asuka. They don't actually give a reason because Shinji is actually thinking, oh God, it's going to be me. Get ready. And Asuka gets chosen. Okay. Well. I don't think they explain why. So... Asuka gets in the plug suit, and then uh, she says, "This you said this is like a heat-resistant plug suit, but it's not any different. And then she says, push the other button, and then, like, so many so many inflation-ish fetishists jerked off to this, but it just explodes into this giant balloon full of liquid. Yeah, uh, recall that thing earlier where she was saying, boy, my boobs would be bigger if they were hot? Well, uh-huh. uh, now her everything is bigger in the hot suit. And yep. Unit 2 is in a similarly dumpy exosuit. and uh, Unit 2 is basically wearing Baymax's skin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And that movie has uh, nothing to recommend it. Well, it's getting a sequel and a TV show. The only thing anyone cares about it is that it's in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I have some co-workers who absolutely love that movie. Why? It's only charming, and that's it. I don't know. I've never seen it. Yeah, it doesn't, I wouldn't recommend it. It's fine. It exists. Okay. Uh, so, she's very ashamed that Kaji saw her like this. Uh, and she puts up a huge, like, she just throws a hissy fit about it, and then mm-hmm. Ray just says, I'll do it. And then she just goes, no one touches you to stay away from it, freak. And then she goes, uh, you you skip the part where Kaji like negs her. Does he's he? Like, Aw, yeah. He's, he he's says, cheering her on. No, he said, "Oh, I, I, well, hold on, I'm, I'm pulling up the the line right now." But it was yeah. Like, I recall him being like, "Hey, good, you know, I want to see you perform." That's too bad. I was anticipating seeing Asuka's gallant figure, is what he says in the okay. subtitles. Maybe it's different in the dub because uh-huh. I recall him basically saying like, "I I want to see you perform." Yeah, that's not what this says. This says, oh, man, you're fat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that line's definitely not in. Yeah, she, it just, like, I think it, Asuka's I think gallant figure, yeah. I think it's better than whatever was in the dub, to be honest, because that's what this episode is about, right? 
That's fair. Uh, here's one of my favorite details. Shinji and uh, Ritsuko are watching from their command tent, and they see UN planes fly. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you know, he's there as backup in I know. case they that's need why to I attack said the thing. Whatever, because I knew that's what yeah. you were going to say. Well, that's the thing. The The plan is, and they we haven't mentioned this, if they fail to capture it or if something goes wrong, both units are there to kill an angel. But it's not Which, like he can way, go you... in the volcano. Well, they kind of presume it's going to get out of the volcano if it wakes up. Okay. Whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, Shinji notices UN and Japanese forces overhead, and he's like, oh, what, they're here to support us? And Ritsuko goes, not exactly. If this goes wrong, they're here to nuke us. Who said to do that? Your dad. Of course. Thanks, dad. Um, Gendo hasn't been in these episodes. I think he has one scene in these two episodes, for what it's worth. He's just out of town. Yeah, he's, uh, you, you see him in the, uh, the Simon Says of, uh, evil. Or whatever it is we want to call that council. Sele? Yes, that's right. That's in this one. He's talking yeah. to Sele and the world government, and he is just, he goes, hey, we should go in after they, this thing. They're not the world government. Like, Sele is explicitly the Illuminati, like the shadow world government. Okay, there's one of them from each remaining continent, so they are effectively well, the sure. shadow UN. Yeah, sure, but the UN also exists. They're, like, specifically, like, an extra-legal organization that has info enormous influence in every government. They're effectively the real UN as opposed to the puppet UN who serve them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's... There's a lot of... There's not a lot of distinction in this series. I'll have to look into it, because I think it's, like pretty well distinguished but I'm not sure right now Sele is seven rich assholes who use the UN as their puppet army <laughs> to the most incredible end yes anyhow um, yeah uh, Gendo actually has to pitch them on you know this this operation is super risky you could start another second impact and he's like how many times have we had to play defensive Let's go in and get one of these bastards. And they uh, they say, it's your ass if this fails, Gendo. And he goes, it's all our asses if this fails. Also, not a good argument, Gendo. Yeah, well. His argument and, uh, is, but I wanna. <laughs> it's also, very uh, interesting. Oh, you first. Oh, no, no. I was going to cut to the gondola scene. Oh, yeah. Well. Let's talk about the gondola scene. Yeah, because it happens. I, I just watched it again because I know we talked about it during the last episode uh, we were covering. And it's subtle. Like, yeah. Even when I was looking for whatever it is that you guys are hinting at, it's very subtle because he he's in the gondola with someone who has a puppy. I, I, I The person's not named. Yeah, you don't you don't know who that is. Um, and. uh. Kaji's saying, oh, they ordered an A-17, and that means all assets of the world are frozen. And the other person goes, couldn't you have stopped it? And he's like, no, there wasn't a point. It was an official order, so what could I do about it? And that person goes, well, what if Nerf fails? And he says, well, if Nerf fails, we all die. Um, and that's the scene, pretty much verbatim. Yep. But Any yeah, questions he, he pieces, about that he pieces out. I, I assume he's leaving the area so that when it when assuming the area nerve fails, they nuke everything. He needs to survive. I assume that's why he's piecing out. Matt, do you want me to tell you Kaji's deal? Because it will make the rest of this more interesting for you. Uh, no, I I, I want to learn about it when I get to it. OK. All right. But I'm keeping this in mind. I'm keeping this in mind. Yeah, don't forget that. this. OK. Yeah. Don't forget this and how he's buddy with Gendo previously. Right. Like the, his big his big scenes to keep in mind are this and his phone call and the ending of the episode where they're on all the boats. Right. Yeah, episode eight, where he delivered the embryo to Gendo, <laughs> but had like a direct line to Gendo and Gendo said, what you got is more important than the robots. Mm -hmm. 
Gotcha. Anyhow, Asuka goes down into the lava. Goes way beyond the projected fifteen minutes. Yeah, way beyond the projected depth. She captures the embryo, and she says the magic words as they're coming back up. This went pretty smoothly. Oh crap! It's waking up. And then anime yeah. happens. She yeah, they, has uh, dropped her progressive knife during the dive because the holster shattered under the pressure. Mm-hmm. And then so, uh, Shinji drops his. She grabs it. And they fight for a bit. I mean, there's there's a whole point we glossed over where we have a repeat of when the the, the test probe went down and uh, uh, Misato just keeps saying, keep going. I don't care if it's past the limits. Keep going. I we have to go done. deeper. Yes, we have to go deeper. <laughs> One of the... One of the ops crew does specifically say, this isn't a probe, Misato. This is a human pilot inside a suit. And Asuka does say, it's good, it's good, I'm down with this. But, you know, they do point out, okay, the last time you did this... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing c- completely collapsed. Whatever they got uh, to, it'll be fine. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it shows that Misato's willing to take, take a, an extraordinary risk and... Well... But we knew to. that already, right? Yeah, that's, then, that's and the thing have you have to. to remember. Like, anytime they do something that seems bad, they have to. Right. And this is also sober military Misato. Mm-hmm. Like, they say, you should keep a... track of how much she's drinking at any point. Also, like, Asuka's a person, but at the end of the day, she's a fucking military asset, right? Like, to be used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, the monster gets stabbed in the uh, in the core, and as it's um, that does nothing. Dying, it it it, it trashes the uh, the tubes that were holding, you know, I guess providing pressure, coolant, coolant etc. to uh, to the suit. It starts to implode, and it looks like Oscar um, is going to get dropped deep into the lava and die. And then you see Unit One dove in and caught her and brought her up. You also missed the second occurrence of our runner, because this creature has been born 2,000 feet deep in magma, it's heat-resistant, it's got pressure, like, cooked skin, it's basically a living diamond. It's an extremophile. And so, as a result, how do you defeat something that the prog knife has no way of cutting through? You take a coolant pipe, shove it right in its mouth, and thermal expansion, so she oh, can jam right. the knife in. Got it, got it. Yeah, she but doesn't yeah. even, like, jam the knife in. She just holds the knife up to it, and the expansion shoves it through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they all go to Hot Spring, where Shinji gets a boner at the mere concept of female nudity. And then the mm-hmm. penguin looks at it. Yep. And also, um, there's uh, a scene where Misato, she clearly has a scar across her chest and um there's a there's a real cryptic scene where she's like do you want to uh she said she got it in the second impact and then asuka switches gears and says you know about my past right and she's like yeah yeah i do and that's the end of the seat that's both of them say that they should you know just put it behind them that's the past now right and that's the end of the episode. Nope. It was bad. It was fine. Thermal expansion. It was, it was bad by the standards of the series, which is what I mean when I say it was bad. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I gotta say is that they at least, they set up several things early, and then they circle back around. You have the, 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 the issue of the pressure and, and the depth going between, like, you know, Asuka when she's down there and the probe. You have, yes, you have the thermal expansion coming back. You have the, the beginning where talking about Asuka trying to show off her goods and then she ends up in a giant inflated suit. Like there's, you know, when you look at it like narratively, it's pretty tight in that regard. Like there's not a lot of, I don't want to say there's a lot of fat to trim on that. And that doesn't mean that every scene is like super interesting to watch. No, here's five, here's five minutes of a bunch of red liquid. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's relying on the knowledge of the previous out you know outing to add to the pressure and tension of that moment and whether or not that works for you. It, you know, 
just depends. So the interesting thing to me on rewatching this time is that I remember Asuka being the worst going on much longer than it does. Because it's really just the episode with the boats before they start taking her apart slowly, right? Like, last episode sure. was, I'm the indispensable man. No, you're not. You have you can't do anything by yourself, right? And then this episode right. is, I'm the most still the most attractive, and let's take a dump on that. Right. And so I guess they, we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> yeah, so they, like, start this deconstruction that I remember immediately. Yeah, yep. like, and, and at this point, like, there's no point... People say, like, oh, she's she's batshit crazy. Like, what I've heard from other people talking about the series, she has a reputation for being wild and out there, and some people really hate her for it. And so far, I'm like, she's she's just a really brash teenager. I'm I'm waiting to the uh, get to the point where she starts really crossing a line to being like really shitty. And I don't know if that'll happen, but it, I'm, I'm bracing for it. I don't think it will. OK, I don't think it does. Oh, you know what? It it might be because I think the the next episode is the party, right? Uh, next episode is the blackout and so, then yes. the Messiah in the episode. still darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think what those people are talking about is because they take on Oscar by herself now, and then they start inserting her in like the overall group dynamics. And Asuka also rebels against those and gets shut down. Right. But, you know. Okay. Well. I mean, so far, again, so far, so good. I'm still bought in. I'm, I know things good. are, things are getting closer and closer to the, ma I know that like, there's like a, I guess you call it a Magano line where once it crosses that shit gets real and I'm, I'm waiting for it. But so far I'm, I'm still intrigued. You'll know it when it happens. Oh, of course. The next two are very interesting. I just looked ahead. It's uh, okay. It's very incredible because it's like once it happens, that just none of this other shit mattered at all. The only things that happened before that matter are the things we're talking about, which are the, like the the character moments, right? Like that night kiss thing will come back again and again. Oh boy. No. Well, like. <laughs> The psychological impact of it, right? Like learning to learning to be a man and not be awful. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's keep uh, rolling then. That's all for till next time when we'll be discussing whatever episodes come after this. Uh eleven and twelve? Eleven yes. and twelve, yeah. Alright. You are specifically looking for the day Tokyo three stood still and the value of a miracle. All right. See you next time. Ciao.